Hey everybody, this is Patrick from Talking Backwards. I wanted to let you know that our Part 18 video podcast, recorded in the Palmer House living room, is available right now to watch over at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. The audio version of Part 18 will not be available for everyone until October, so if you'd like to support us today for $5 or higher, we'll also send you a Jacobian Soldier sticker to celebrate two years of Talking Backwards. Whew, can't believe that. We also recently launched a Discord channel exclusively for patrons where we can chat anytime, share memes and theories. It's a lot of fun. So to all of our past and current Patreon supporters, we cannot thank you enough. And if you decide today to support us, you will fill our hearts with so much joy. This episode you're about to hear is also available as a video podcast, along with over 20 hours of video content on our Patreon page. We hope you enjoy this episode of Talking Backwards. Welcome back to Talking Backwards, a Twin Peaks podcast. I'm Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And I am Tyler Mullins. There he is. We're here to talk about part 15, but before we get too deep into it, we need some pad stats. I got you covered, boys. Holla at your boy for some pad stats, stats, stats. Part 15 of Twin Peaks The Return, a.k.a. Season 3. Episode 15, a.k.a. There's some fear in letting go from Twin Peaks, the limited event series. There is, in fact, some fear in letting go. I'm not ready to get emotional. So let's save it. Let's save it. it let's m- save it. Might happen. It might happen anyway. <laughs> it might happen anyway. <laughs> it might happen multiple times throughout the episode. We're going to save it. Let's see uh, some real propaganda Oh, to join... The Jacobian army, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can be a Jacobian soldier yourself. A loyal, a loyal foot soldier. That's right. Shovel your way out of the shit. Yep. Got Nadine marching along a, a road. Mm-hmm. Um, some cars are on the wrong side of the lane, driving, driving on the wrong side of the road. Didn't even notice. Then a next shot. Cars also didn't notice. Pulling onto the correct lane. What's going on? <laughs> What is happening? Roads and Twin Peaks. I'm sick of this. Because <laughs> at this point, it's just like clearly, stu- it's just stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Right. So why do it? I think it does matter. I think it it's doesn't. Back- it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Tyler. It's backwards. I know it's everything <laughs> about this show. Tyler, I'm going to say it again. I said it in part eight. You're wrong. <laughs> I think these are That's fun. These are No, these are fun catches. I love it because we've got stuff going on. Uh, you know things are backwards in the Red Room with Mr. C being out in the world so long and now everything's coming to a head. This stuff is spilling out into this world. Mm-hmm. Stuff's going backwards. Uh, weird stuff's going on. The Black Lodge takeover is what I'm going to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these little details. They're fun. A lot of fun. The influence is certainly seeping into quote-unquote reality. But I also completely did not notice this. Everything looked fine to me. Yeah, I was I was just focused on Nadine. As it, you should be. It really commands the eye, as it were. Yep. Yeah, walking with a gold shovel. Uh, walks right up to Big, Ed, Big Ed's gas farm. 
and uh, spits truth. So I guess they don't live by there anymore. They used to live across the street. <laughs> I thought they lived there. I well, thought it was like an in, extension of in, the... In the pilot, there's there's a street, I was pretty sure. I thought it was, at least that's how it is at the location in it Washington. Is. It is? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, like, because Ed looks over to her in the pilot when he's talking to Donna. He does? You've seen the pilot recently. <laughs> so I'm asking you yes. for reference. He does. Yeah, and she's like over in the house. Um yeah. Draping it up. So I, I always thought that they lived right across the street from the gas pump. They did. Yeah. Okay. I guess I just had the orientation off because when he was talking to James, I thought I specifically remembered Nadine coming out and yelling at him about the drapes from inside the convenience store. So I thought that was where they lived. It was definitely a house. In the pilot. Or like, an ex- maybe. or like an extension of the convenience store. I don't know. Maybe I had it wrong the whole time. Maybe. And that's fine. Hey. I could this, be wrong. I sounds, feel like this it sounds location, like you need a rewatch. <laughs> maybe so. I feel like this location of the gas station. I mean, it is different too. It's different. It is. It's, so, a, it's a completely different. So place that too. could. It's possible he could have moved. He could have moved the business as well. Business yeah. could have moved. Uh, Twin Peaks has modernized quite a bit. It has. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nadine comes up and basically just says, "Like, hey, we don't have to do this anymore." It we was don't? never an official marriage, so we're gonna break. It wasn't? Yeah, I walked all the way here. You did? You did? <laughs> Big Ed's performance, in my opinion, but who am I to say Oscar worthy? I think <laughs> Big Ed. I th- listen, listen. I love Big Ed. I love, I love Nadine. I love this scene. I love everything about this. You do? It just makes me want more and more Big Ed and Nadine in the show. Well, you're not going to get it. Hey! <laughs> because they... <laughs> They are done. <laughs> These performances are incredible. Yeah. Uh, just the way that Nadine talks to Ed and the way she delivers her lines about how she's been a selfish bitch through all these years <laughs> and Ed has been a saint. I, and yeah. And we, we were all thinking it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, just the way it's delivered, it's like she's, it's just so genuine from the character. She's like, Wow, look, we messed up for a long time. I love it because, like, apparently Dr. Amp is some kind of cultist. It's, he's like and a guru Ed's, now. Ed's like, oh, he's you haven't been him. watching that. <laughs> Whatever. It, it sounds like he's seen the show and this is, like, verbatim something he has said before. Yeah. yeah. You're not watching that again, are you? <laughs> and she's like, yes, she's so happy about I'm it. I'm shoveling myself out of the I shit. love, don't be a selfish bitch <laughs> if someone's being a saint. I love how happy <laughs> she is. I love how happy Nadine is. It's awesome seeing her oh, she's this glowing. way. It's, she's I glowing. haven't seen her this happy since she was like 18. In her mind. Like a week ago. With Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was pretty happy there. Yeah, good times. No, she's, she's definitely transcended and has been enlightened in a way that she needed to be and has definitely seen the error of her ways and... Ed still hasn't seen the air of his ways, but that's fine. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> no, he, he apparently has nothing to apologize for. but Not a damn thing. But she, she takes the high road and gives him his freedom. And says that he should have always been with Norma. He needs to go be with Norma. And I just assume that she's going to go have a life with Jacoby. Yeah, I thought so too. But is he going to turn her down? Oh, this is hot off the heels of them 
Yeah, they had that interaction outside yeah, of yeah. Run Simon, right. Run Drapes. That's right. Yeah. I was like, hey, that's my shovel. She's going to be his new co-host. Looks good. Yeah. Also, is this the shovel from the window, or did she get an additional shovel to walk to it? Oh, she's <laughs> bought several shovels. She's <laughs> the only de- one. I think we've decided that she's bought a lot of shovels. I think she's got a shovel shed? <laughs> yes. If you want your very own golden shovel, go back in time and get one. You missed out. You did. I'm sorry. Ish. But you can still see the video of Tyler painting shovels. It's, <laughs> it's, it's true. true. It's pretty hypnotic. It's amazing. After this very official breakup. Yeah, this th- it's done. It's done. They're good. No attorneys needed. This yep. is it. I feel like they were already divorced. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Well, it, it didn't seem like they were living together. Maybe they were never it, married. It's been 25 years. I mean, she's just now giving him his freedom. They're I, not officially divorced. Yeah. I mean, he was, listen, Big Ed was ready to marry Norma in the original series. Like, he he asks her to marry him in the original series. Right. He says, marry me. Mm-hmm. They weren't divorced then either. <laughs> so you think it was like a common law situation? Oh, yeah. I was just like, I get you, you it's get possible. me. We'll deal with the finer details later. The paperwork, mm-hmm. I should say. <laughs> yes, yes. I get you, you get me. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. Here's you get the me. deal. <laughs> yeah. It's just boilerplate. I get you, you get me. Anyway, after this, like, Ed promptly heads to the double. Next order of business. Not not far, though. Not far. Like, sorry. Down the road. Gas station's closed. Yeah. Yeah. Back in 15. We have business to attend to. Yeah. That's right. Cue Otis Redding. I've been loving you too long. (laughs) I listened to so much Otis Redding after this aired. I was on an Otis kick for a while, but who isn't? Sure. It's It's so good because... Like after that scene with Ed and Nadine, you're internally cheering. Yeah, and then you have the audio of people cheering. Right, because this is a live version of this song, which is great. Yeah. So as Ed's someone's got this blaring on the jukebox, like ready to yeah. go in the double R. Like, as Ed's pulling Bobby up, style. Yeah. <laughs> as Ed is pulling up to the double R, there's cheering. It's amazing. And it's just like an extension of what I was feeling in the moment. It's just like, yeah, yay, let's go. He busts in there and tells Norma what's up. Mm-hmm. Like we can finally. Oh, man. <laughs> the best big wave. wave. Biggest big wave. Ed wave. <laughs> can we do it? Yeah, we can do it. Are we doing it to the GoPro? I don't know. Are we all getting up? We're all doing it. We're all getting up. If you are subscribed to the Patreon, this is a video exclusive to our video podcasts. If you want to see Which hand are we using? Am I in it? Yep, you're in the GoPro. You can't see it. I can't see it. Just look at the GoPro. Okay. All right. Three. <laughs> it's, our, uh, it's our big head wave. It's uh, one of the best waves. Apparently, uh, I think Patrick reminded me that it was a return. I feel like he did this wave in the original series too at some point. Maybe not as, but I feel like there's That's exaggerated a, animated. There's a, again, I have. It's been a minute since I've watched all of the original series because I've been watching this with you guys, right. <laughs> like in the order, and I haven't revisited it. I could have sworn there was a moment where he comes in and waves, but again, maybe not as animated, but he definitely comes in the diner and waves. So, but yeah, you may be right. It may have happened before. He yeah. busts in there and like tells... Another repeating event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, tells Norma what's up, mm-hmm. and she just, like, immediately is like, eh, nope, fuck you. Walter's here. You missed your chance, is what it seems Walter. like. It is. What it seems like she doesn't outright say like, no. Oh, Ed, she does. Sorry, she's distracted. Right yeah, because like, Walter hey, just Walter's here. In. Sorry. <laughs> Horrible timing. Yeah. But then she, I guess, does some other version of a breakup as well. Yeah. But before that, cup of coffee. Buy a coffee. 
<laughs> she could have. She could have said, "Hold that thought," but she didn't. But she dismisses him for the guy that she knows he's going to be jealous of. Well, and the fact that while Walter is directly behind Ed, he's like, did you get my flowers? Right. Right. Yeah. That too. Which leads us to think like, oh no. It's like, he's it's like, he feels like he's been shot down. He just got this big chance and blew it. Sits at the counter. Yeah. Shelly gets him a cup of coffee and he also asks for a cyanide tablet. And a cyanide tablet. It's my runner-up damn fine line. <laughs> it's a runner-up. I'm stealing one again. Stealing someone's line. Cup of coffee. Coming right up. And a cyanide tablet. Damn fine. Stolen. <laughs> I probably am not allowed to do that if I haven't claimed one already. But whatever. Runner-up. <laughs> yeah, new one. Runner-up. <laughs> Just because we would always say cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Here he says cup of coffee. coffee. I knew it was coming. I lost it. You did in the live stream. I knew it was coming and I was like, Tyler, get ready. (laughs) It was very good. It was a real Mandela effect, but now we finally get it as it was meant to be. And it's really good. Yeah. uh, Walter though too, you know, she, she turns him, she turns him down obviously about. Mm -hmm. uh, But in a Nadine way, like this, these breakups, you know how breakups are in Twin Peaks. I do. Um, I've seen a few. <laughs> like her, <Why? laughs> her pulling out of the business, and he's like, "Well, we're done. Mm-hmm. You're gonna regret this. Whatever." Well, yeah. yeah. Well, he also says that he's like, "I thought you had no family." Uh, how's Annie? Oh yeah, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> she's dead. Wrapped in plastic. Wrapped she's in plastic. <laughs> that solves that. But you had an interesting thing you were talking about with the last night. <sighs> Shit. Norma and Oh, I was it wasn't about this scene specifically, I don't think. I, I think it was about I don't think we brought it, was, it up. It, oh no, it, it was, was from the, the, the pies. Yeah, from part thirteen when we first see Big Ed again, you know, when Walter comes in and him and Bobby move to another table. But I was saying how I thought there was kind of a meta thing there, too, where it was just like you can look at it like he's like, yeah, you need to just tweak it just a little bit. You know, it's not perfect. Everything's not perfect. It's like ABC to David Lynch in the 90s. Like, yeah, you should change the formula. You know, you might get some some to, results. Yeah. Well, I don't Walter know. Walter telling, <laughs> yeah. telling Norma to change yeah. her pie so Walter's like the, mm-hmm. a, the ABC exec. Yeah. 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 I love I love that. That is good. There's lots of cool little meta things like that throughout the series. That mm-hmm. one's pretty good, too. But during this conversation between Walter and Norma, when it's ending, I guess Ed is dropping eaves mm-hmm. on this because he cracks the faintest smile. Yeah, maybe. Almost, I thought he was just kind of meditating, just kind of letting He's like... I thought that originally, but when I rewatched it yesterday, I like I saw it go up, and I'm pretty maybe. sure he heard it. Yeah, yeah. It's possible. I thought he either heard it or he kind of felt Norma coming up behind him. Definitely that, yeah. So one or both was was my takeaway there. You smelled it. Yeah. yeah, Norma is just going to keep the double R. Yeah. And she's going to let Walter have the other diners that were opened and let him run those how he sees fit, but the double R stays Norma's. That's right. So she's letting him take her shares. And she's just cutting ties with that relationship. She's going to stay here 
and focus on family. Family. This is when she walks up behind Ed. And, and he instantly proposes. Yep. Murder, and, murder me. And then they smush faces. Yep. And she accepts on the spot. Yeah. So good. Shelly watches on and uh, oh. feels what we all feel, which is just... Pure joy. Joy. Jealousy. <laughs> so, Tyler, if you want to... On both ends. <laughs> good happy ending if you feel like... <laughs> Bound out, <laughs> bound out here. Is this is this my exit? <laughs> no, this is this is. If this you want to leave on a high note, this is the place to do it. <laughs> this is a very this is a good good closure. Um, I love everything about this. The music keeps going. We get the shots of the mountains. Mm-hmm. Boy, you couldn't have such a bigger contrast going to the electricity. Like, <laughs> just you go from such light to such darkness. Just what sunshine and blue skies. <laughs> yeah, blue skies and golden sunshine. Raccoons and trash. <laughs> Trash coons <laughs> to just darkness and electricity and mm. gross and dirty. Picture this the road at night, a man driving. Who is it? Boop. Perfect. It's boop. What do I win? Ten dollars. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, we have a boop just driving, driving at night down the road, driving down that last oh. highway. Yeah. So look, we started at a gas station. We're going back to a gas station. How I don't we're think going, this place offers gas. We're how, going how from. Convenient. We're going from <laughs> bright lights and being let off the hook to darkness, dinge. And being put back on the hook. And getting your mm. hooks all in you. Hooking. Oof. Yeah, Mr. C drives up to this gas station. He's met by a woodsman out front. He as sure if they is. were expecting him. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Oh, Mr. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they talk. We have been waiting. <laughs> ah, been, Mr. Boop. Ah, Mr. Boop, we've been waiting for your return. Here's your ticket for the valet. <laughs> Gives a little wink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to park your car? He just drives <laughs> <laughs> it ten inches. <laughs> be great. Yeah, they they walk up, walk up the stairs, and walk under a light and disappear. Walking up the stairs. I like that. There's no door on the side of this building, but there's yeah, stairs up to, there's the, stairs. to the side of it. Clearly, it was sealed off in a remodel. Right. They go up these stairs, there's a little bit of blinking light, and they are inside somehow, just without a door. Slip in there. Uh, they're led into another room with another woodsman. Yep. Something so, uh, familiar about this room. Uh, Yeah, the wallpaper. Yep. <laughs> the wallpaper, you're right. The wallpaper. Yeah, uh, same wallpaper inside the painting given to Laura Palmer in Firewalk With Me by Miss Tremon slash Tremont. Granny Gilmore? Granny Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um. And we've seen uh, that this is connected to this world, the Black Lodge. Mm-hmm. You know, the way go, when we go into the painting, we see that it leads to what it's like the Red Room. Yeah. So, yeah, and then, of course, I don't know if we brought this up in the Firewalk With Me episode, but I know, Tyler, you've used it on our Zoom meetings, one of our meetings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The wallpaper from One-Eyed Jacks in the series when they go save or rescue Audrey. Uh very similar wallpaper to this. Very, quite, very similar. Quite similar. I don't know if we ever brought that it's up. It's similar. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, the, the woodsman there, yeah, he's sitting by this, I don't know. Device. What, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a turntable in it, though. <laughs> there is a record player in there. You know what yeah. that means. It has valves, so it's, yeah. It's electrical. Um, it's electric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's electric. That's good. Electric boop. Yeah, Mr. C asked to see Philip Jeffries. Yeah. So the woodsman turns on this big machine. There's a bunch of crackling and popping. And then I guess they're good to go. So they walk down this hallway. It seems like a long hallway, but I can't tell if they're really there or if it's a... It's just... Yeah, I mean, it's just this whole place seems very... Again, otherworldly, how you want to call it, you know that the woods are wondrous here. It's just like you're seeing that this is leading into the woods. I don't know if this is the ghost wood for us, but just making Mm -hmm. it, seeing that transition, the fading in and out made me think even ghosts. So I was just like, oh yeah, ghost wood for us. Here we go. The scene is one of those where you can see the end of the hallway only. So you can see where they're headed. Everything else is just this black void. Yeah. And as they, it looks like they're walking in place and making very slow progress. It does, yeah. So it's just maybe it's just the way the the shot's done, but it looks strange in that way, and it may even be in reverse. I don't know. Uh, but you do see the woods kind of fade in and out, superimposed until they get to the end, where they walk up some more stairs, which are familiar stairs. Another stairs, <laughs> going up the stairs, going up, <laughs> up, up, up. Did we talk about the jumping man? <gasps> oh no. Ooh, yeah, that was before that. We need to do a bit. Let's do a bit. Let's do a bit. A jumping man bit. God. <laughs> Is he here? We're doing a bit. Oh. I feel like Cooper in the Red Room at <laughs> the end of season two. <laughs> it's kind of like the... Uh... So yeah, the re- return of the jumping man. He's back. For point one second. <laughs> now, Tyler, I'm sure you did a frame by frame of this. I did. What did you did you notice anything? Uh yes. And the lights were flashing. Lights were flashing. What did you notice, Patrick? Uh well I didn't. Someone on Reddit noticed it mm. after the episode aired. I, I certainly didn't pick this out because I wasn't going frame by frame on my TV. Uh Superimposed over the jumping man's face mm-hmm. looks to me like Sarah Palmer. I think, and a lot of other people think. Let me get eyes on this. I don't know. It's freaky, whatever it is. Because it's not the jumping man. It looks like Sarah Palmer to me. Is she the jumping man? And there's a pointy nose, so there's connections there to. I <laughs> am convinced. Yeah, I think so too. I know it's not super bright. Well, it doesn't even seem superimposed. It looks like Grace Sabrisky well, with jumping man makeup. Right. On. Well, they definitely got the guy, the same guy mm-hmm. playing the jumping man for this. Yeah. He did his part. So I, I never saw anything about Grace Sabrisky getting in makeup for jump, jumping man or anything. It looks like it though. I know it does look like it, and maybe and maybe it is. I've not seen that, but I know that they got the same actor um, who did the jumping man firewalk with me to come back and do this. So. Weird. Yeah. I buy it. I do too. It's interesting. And more to think about. More. Just more to think about. But of course, Scary. with the return of the jumping man, this dude only shows up when Philip Jeffries is <laughs> around. Right. Um, and so we're walking to meet Jeffries. And before this happens, here's jumping man. Come fire walk with me. Philip Jeffries enters. All of a sudden, the jumping man. <laughs> yeah. I really like 
this next sequence of shots because it's one of those geometries that can't exist. It can because they're not in that. They're not in the convenience store. Well, look at like at part three with they were, you know, in the mob zone. Tell me what to do. All of a sudden they're in that box in space. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's very. Well, yeah. And I love this kind of thing. Right. Like yeah. this is my favorite. Yeah. Like I love when it, you go underground or something and then open a door and there's blue sky. Like right. that, that's, yeah, that, that kind of thing is really cool. Yeah. But what happens here is we have gone up the side of the stairs to the convenience store, this tiny place into this non-existent room. Then down a hallway. Now we go upstairs through another door to a courtyard. So, yeah, as if you look at it spatially from standing outside the convenience store, just looking at it, this is like three floors up and mm-hmm. out further. And then we have a, a flat space that just isn't there. This, no, this is not where this place is. It's, it's so cool. You go up two flights of stairs, down a hallway, and out this door is just this motel courtyard. Yeah. I love it. I love how out of space this thing is. Also, not the first time we've seen this motel. No. From Fire Walk With Me, another Fire Walk With Me connection. Um, The Red Diamond City Motel, where Leland goes to uh, see Teresa when he spots Laura and Ronette. Mm -hmm. The exact same hotel. You know who Teresa is? Jane's mom. That's a theory. She used to go... (laughs) hotels to shack up with the guys. Tyler's been rewatching season one. So uh, you know what? She's the wrong age. I don't care. Okay. She had them really young. Don't you know how time works? <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't. Yeah, um, he goes to room eight. Ooh. Room eight, part eight. Numbers. Numbers. It's the same one. So he goes to room eight, and a lady comes to unlock the door for him. I thought it was Granny Gilmore. No, it's credited as... Turns out it's a man. It is played by a man, uh, but the character is credited as Bosomy Woman. Bosomy Woman. (laughs) Band name called it. (laughs) You can have that one. Yeah, Bosomy Woman, uh, played by a man. Um, What does it mean? Bosomy Woman. I realized too late to join you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, lets him in and... She speaks backwards, too. Yeah, she does. She, he. Yeah. Lets him in, and this is where Philip Jeffries is. But not as we knew him. Do people talk backwards outside of, like, would they talk backwards in just the real world? No, because they'd be... uh, um, They'd be attached to a human host. Okay. The only... So anytime there's... I don't know. I think the only instance of that is the one time when uh, Cole goes to see Boop at the jail and he says hear of instead of very. Yeah, that did happen. It just kind of slips through. I think that's the only Mm. instance of somebody in the real world, quote unquote, talking backwards. The name of this podcast, patreon.com slash talking backwards to support us. Thank you kindly. If you don't support us, we're going to fall over. If you don't support us, we won't support you. <laughs> yeah, but what what does the Bosomy woman say? Something back. I'll unlock the door for you. Oh, I'll unlock yep. the door. Okay. Yeah. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yep. Very simple. Quick and to the point. Bosomy woman's got the key. And inside is Philip Jeffries. He is now a 
Oh, Boop walks into an empty room. It's true. Oh, really? It morphs. Where into, uh, you know, the company that installed the lights in the hospital installed these lights mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another season one reference. <laughs> right. Um, You're on it. I am. Yeah. And it's just flickering. And then all of a sudden, he's a little teapot. <laughs> Short and stout. That's right. Or old, tall and girthy. Tall and, tall and girthy. I'm a little teapot, tall and girthy. He is now the fish in the percolator. Oh, yeah. Well, I have that one. Yeah, Jeffries is a percolator. <laughs> and they both seem confused as to why they're talking. Yeah, they're confused why they're talking to each other. Yeah. It's very just, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you guys read this. I mean, you can explain it, I guess, first. I can't read. But I just, is this the first time they've... Talked yes. in person, <laughs> uses those quotes because yeah, th- this Jeffries is the first is not really there. <laughs> yeah, this is the first, if like, you can call it face to face interaction. Since the fire walk with me interaction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, according to sources, between season two and now, Cooper and Jeffries had contacted each other, but they, as, they thought as, as yeah, they at least thought. As far as we've seen, this is the first time that they have met. Since yes, because we even got a glimpse of that in part two where Boop thinks he's talking to Philip Jeffries because he's like, on the phone, this yeah. is Philip Jeffries, isn't it? And it's, I think, someone not, like... Mm, someone just impersonating. Tulpa? Yeah. Ooh. Could be. Uh, a Jeffries Tulpa? I have my theories, but we'll... That'll be a while. <laughs> Picturing a completely separate tea kettle with a cell phone up. <laughs> just kind of taped to the side of it. Yeah. Now, he, he asks Jeffries, Mr. C asks Jeffries why he sent Ray to kill him. And almost offended, Jeffries goes, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. What? He's like, after we spoke on the phone, I don't have your number. <laughs> you called him line. five days ago. That's his line. That's <laughs> your line. That's my damn fine line. Did you call me five days ago? I don't have your number. Damn fine. I don't have your number. I don't have your number. <laughs> I like I didn't call you. I forgot to note it. Uh, whoever they have voice acting for Philip Jeffries, but it's a spot on impersonation it's of David great. Bowie's Jeffries. It's great. Yeah. Very very good. When uh, they cast Andy as a teapot, you you should. <laughs> Audition to do the voice. I'll be yeah. 217th in line. <laughs> <laughs> now, he asks why he sent Ray to kill him. Jeffries doesn't know anything about that. Uh, Mr. Which C is, also, which is surprising to me, he, doesn't know who Judy is. Yeah, but the Ray thing, that if that's true, mm-hmm. again, can we believe this Jeffries? <laughs> like, then who, who sent him, who sent Ray to kill him? Right. Yeah. Somebody who sounds like Jeffries, apparently. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like this Jeffries but isn't getting a lot done. Tamara Preston. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he spends most of his time stationary and emitting yeah. smoke. So what was that second part, the Judy part? Uh, I just thought it was surprising that Mr. C doesn't know who Judy is. Oh, right. He's asking Jeffries about Judy. Right. Who's and Judy? He's like, you've already met Judy. Which is interesting. That's very interesting. Immediately makes me wonder. It immediately makes you look around like, Okay, who's uh, Judy? Yeah, yeah, it has to be someone 
just that that's being planted there makes you automatically think it's someone he's interacted with in the series. And for me, probably someone in the original series. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Who do you think it is right now? Who do you think it is? I can't talk about it. Who do you think it was? Right here? When you watched it. I can tell you what I immediately thought, only because I had seen the rest. Well, I can't, exactly even, say what I'm I can't even say that. Okay. I Dave. can't even say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I... You, this is where you, you get a tiptoe. Yeah, I am tiptoeing. I... So I asked you immediately when we saw a character, I was like, is that Judy? And you didn't say anything, but you did shuffle back and forth anxiously. Like you wanted to talk about it. I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> so I think I called it. Like I'll, so Don't, I'll say, no, well, I'll say we've seen Judy and it's, to me, it's obvious. Hmm. Okay. So. I can, I'm racking my brain trying to think of who it could be. Gotcha. But yet, yeah. I don't even have a guess other than Heidi. <laughs> it, it's it's not it's not a. Did they ever interact? I don't think so, <laughs> don't think so either. <laughs> it, it's not an unseen presence, right? I'll yeah. say. Um, All right. I was just curious. Um, but we don't really make any headway in this conversation. I did want to point out, which I know the the way in which smoke flows. Sure. It doesn't just start generating numbers. <laughs> no, not even that. Just the way it is pouring out of the spout is identical to the smoke going back into the diffuser that Andy is holding. Mm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. It really caught my eye because I know it's just smoke going like funneling. Right. But it looks the exact same. So. Yeah, the movement of it is pretty telling. Yeah. So since. Cooper needs to speak with Judy. Needs and, to. Yeah. And he he seems frustrated and afraid of whoever Judy is. Because he he does need to know. This isn't a want. This is he needs to know who Judy is. So he gives him coordinates. Yep. Code. Some numbers. Code. I don't have, I don't have your number, number, but I do have some numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I said I don't have your number. Is this I have her number. Coordinates or the That's phone cool. number? Coordinates. Coordinates. Okay. Yeah. Like, you want to talk to Judy, go here. Yeah. yeah. Basically. But then the phone rings mm-hmm. and he leaves the matrix. It's not Judy on the line. It no. It's not. Not even Kath. No. Nope. Not Kath either. Nobody's on the line. No. Mr. C answers the phone and is matrixed. Out of right, right, right out of there. Yeah. Kicked out of there. <laughs> do you That's think, we'll, do you think we'll talk like, about the matrix next episode and go three for three? We're just going to talk. Yeah, keep talking about the matrix. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, he gets in out of the convenience store, and he is met by somebody. Surprisingly, I thought. Mm-hmm. Old Dick. Yep. Richard Young Horn. Dick. Old angle face. Yeah. Dick Horn. <laughs> Dick Horn. Dick Horn. <laughs> <laughs> Just standing there, pointing at, like, first of all, how did you know where he was going to be? Mm-hmm. Where did you know the exit to the Matrix was? Yeah. Maybe he was already, maybe he was standing there the whole time. Maybe it was a similar situation with time where... You know, he know. was there even before he, was he on pulled the phone. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was just yeah. standing yeah. there the whole time. He pulled time. up and he's just on I've the got phone. A feeling. He's just been on the phone. <laughs> so I got a bad feeling about that phone booth, man. You know, that amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Because I do agree. Yeah. How would he know that? And that's the only thing that I can think is just with. And where did he come from? He followed him from the farm. 
Were, were there two what? cars there? Yeah, I didn't see Richard's car. No, I didn't either. I, but I assume he followed him from the farm. Cause that's You're where, assuming a lot. Well, you have to. It's Twin Peaks. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, that's where we saw him last. Boop. So. Dick? Yeah, and him too. They were both at the farm. The farm uh, is the... The arm wrestling. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so I don't know how Richard got here to to catch Cooper like this or well, Boop like this. You don't have to know because Patrick knows. He it's followed true. him from the farm. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. <laughs> so he pulls a ray and does a smart thing by catching Mr. C unawares. Mm-hmm. Uh, does a dumb thing by pointing a gun at him. Yeah. And tells him who his mom is. Right. Who's your mom? Well, like he... He starts rattling off that he recognizes him. He knows he's an FBI agent. When he calls him Cooper. Yeah. Says, I know your name is Cooper. Gets his ass beat real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then finds out that his mother is Audrey Horn. Confirmed. 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 TP. What do you make of that, Tyler? Of the whole... The, re- the Audrey reveal. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That is... Total garbage. It's a hard truth. This yeah. show is it's trash. A hard, it's a hard truth. That's not. It's a false truth. <laughs> there are there are there are some hard truths in the in the coming scenes. Uh, this one, it's it's one of those I I knew made sense, but didn't want to accept. Sure, right. But it it does make sense that if Doc Hayward saw Bad Cooper leaving Audrey's hospital room. Something nefarious probably happened in there, and it would make sense that nefarious boop would have generated somebody like Richard Horn, like that evil influence. But what was he like as a created. kid? Probably Ooh. a nightmare. Oh yeah, I couldn't even imagine. He's probably think, setting ducks on fire. Was he the kid who shot the gun in the van? Mm. <laughs> I mean, we all know how time works, and yeah, Twin Peaks. time travel. I mean, <laughs> he would be that kind of kid. Sure. Yeah. I know, that that kid had a lot of attitude. He probably just did that because he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Bored. It, it's dumb. Dad, I'm bored. I want to shoot a gun. But then Boop sends this text that Diane received like four, <laughs> four to five years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was something we've seen a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah, the timeline doesn't really line up here as far as... 12, I think, chronology. Because it's like she's in the hotel... I think at the end of... Is this the one where it says Las Vegas? Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was at the end of uh, part 12. It matters not. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was a long yeah. damn time ago. Yeah. So yeah, he invites Diane to Las Vegas and then... Oh, is that they, what it is? <laughs> <laughs> is it an invite? Let's go. <laughs> Just one of those... That, I'm that, down. That friend you don't really want well, to no, hang out we, with Vegas? No, because we see her respond, right? It's like they haven't asked yet. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a joke, guys. I, no, and I, I, got I, it. I got it, and I like. I you can't it a lot. joke with me. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Yeah, yeah. They drive uh, off, and then the convenience store just self destructs. Yeah, it's gone. Kind of, and disappears. Yeah, yeah it, it does. Just, it's, it's gone. It strobe yeah. lights from inside. Uh, Starts a smoking. Bunch of crackling. It, this can't imagine forever. Like the freaking. I don't even know the word. Permits they had to get <laughs> <laughs> to shoot this. A lot of permits. Yeah. 
a lot of smoke, a lot of electricity, a lot of flashing, and eventually the convenience store disappears and it's just woods. Yeah. Like it was never there. Speaking of woods. That's cool. Speaking of woods. As though the sun comes up right here on these woods, we've got an old an old fan favorite. Cyril Pons. Cyril, Cyril Pons. Pons. Yeah. And his dog. Nailed it. Yeah. Cyril Paws. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's great. Yeah, I like that. Played by Mark Frost. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice return. Mark Frost character. plays the dog. He was the news anchor a couple of times in in the original series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just out taking his dog for a stroll, and then we get a uh, Theon Weasley <laughs> tweaking on some sparkle in the in the woods in the woods, <laughs> whilst in the in the arms of Gersten Hayward, and that sets this up. Yep. Twenty second challenge. <laughs> So Steven's just in this drug-fueled rant. He's having some sort of fever dream she's trying to talk him down from. He's talking about being a high school graduate and that like, she was a good lay. And that's, that's pretty much what happens until they get spotted by Cyril Pons. She goes around the other side of the tree, and he offs himself. You did it in about 18 seconds. Hey, nice. Yeah, that was good. Um, I didn't realize the time, so that's good. Um, yeah, a lot of... It's just weird. It's a weird scene. Mm-hmm. The only thing... Um, it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And it's another one of those that's like just a little bit too long, mm-hmm. but almost the exact right length. Like I, I would have started to get upset if it went on any longer. Tree's badass, though. It's tree. a badass tree. It's a great tree. It's a great tree. <laughs> Strong it has, tree. It has the, uh, the potential to be a future Jackrabbit's Palace. Mm. Maybe there's some significance to this tree. Maybe. Maybe, um, Maybe it is Jackrabbit's Palace. Could be. From Noticed... From years past, notice they were wearing some black lodge colors, just red and red and black. She was wearing red. He was wearing like a red and black uh, striped button up. Uh, Gersten's shirt is unbuttoned for a lot of the scene. Yeah, but when she when the camera does cut and she runs on the other side of the tree, it's buttoned up completely. Right, because I noticed there's a key around her neck. Yes. She's yeah. wearing like a key necklace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some more keys. <laughs> is that the key to Lara's diary? Maybe that's the key to what this is all about. As Ray Does Lara's diary have a lock that's as big as her hand? <laughs> that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know what we'll the We'll never key. know because Hawk broke it open. Yeah. Don't know what the key is for, but especially with like her shirt suddenly being buttoned up, it made me think of more of like the jump cuts, like, you know, in the double R and stuff. Like, are we witnessing, is this a different timeline? Is somebody else like shooting, you know, maybe possibly? Because it makes you think Stephen killed himself. That's what mm-hmm. you think. Yeah. So, yeah, it just got me thinking more, too. Just, you know, just playing with the idea of maybe something else is going on. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just with the coloring and everything else, you never know. So, yeah. Could have been could have been another... Uh, I think it's just continuity error. Could also be a continuity error. Mm-hmm. It's very Lynch. It's not, just definitely not a part of his... Unbutton your shirt. No. Now, now button, button it back up. Back up. <laughs> Confuse the people. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in this scene is your shirt is undone. It's a little and baby. In a moment, it's going to be done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, well. So anyway, I uh, guess we need to wrap this episode up at uh, the Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's done. Cyril Pons uh, explains something to Carl. Yep. Uh, yes. And then they we look at a window. Yeah, the shot of their trailer. Yeah, back he, in he points trailer, out Steven's trailer, which has already got uh, a window is broken mm-hmm. in the trailer, which makes me wonder if Becky's okay. 
Well, we saw something get thrown out of that trailer. Well, no, I know, like but even just going back her. there and this and that and some of their dialogue around the tree made me wonder if they did like something happened to Becky. Mm, maybe. Yeah, yeah that this kind of happened in media res. We don't really know right. what got them to this point in the woods. Right. He's clearly tripping balls. But yeah, let's end the episode of the Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> the MC kicks off a Roadhouse favorite, sharp dressed man by ZZ Top. And he cranks the volume up. And does a dance. I don't understand what's happening. I like to think awesome. he believes that this paper <laughs> volume control is real. This mm-hmm. elementary school project? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, now you're going to crank the volume up. Wink, wink. Like, yeah. I did it. I turned it all <laughs> the way up. Yeah. Oh, Everybody so now, just parties to Sharp Dressed Man for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Then we get another episode of the adventures of Freddie and Jimmy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he makes the crucial mistake of talking to a girl Ugh. from 10 feet away already practicing social distancing <laughs> yeah he's not ready, anywhere near her ready to go <laughs> have it trying to say hi renee he says you look nice or something some of that, then he he says when the husband gets upset he's like please don't talk to my wife he's like but i like her okay he's never that civil <laughs> at no point we're talking to my wife. <laughs> He's instantly angry. Oh, yes, he oh got yeah. instantly angry. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. There were no pleases here. <laughs> Please don't talk to my wife. Like, that's fair. Bye. Yeah. And he's like, hey, don't I don't talk to my wife. I just want to tell her that she looks nice and, and that I like her. <sighs> Who cares? Invitation to punch. Ooh. Ooh. And this guy accepts. <laughs> yes. As you do. Fight breaks out. As one does. Fight breaks out. Uh, we get a little demonstration of the, the pile driver. Yes. We do. We see it in action. Freddy snaps a couple Gregories. Yeah. The ZZ yeah. Tong. Uh, ZZ Tong. <laughs> the ZZ Top song skips. The you song think skips he's creating like every that time. much of a, a wave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, nice. just the, I liked that detail. I thought it was cool. I was like, oh, the song's skipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hits him so hard that the uh, yeah, cool. knocks both guys down. Uh, as James puts it, the Renee's husband's eyes don't look right. Nope. No. They don't. But he, they didn't to begin with, but that's but another story. Yeah. <laughs> that's another talk. That's right. Say, hey, ask him to call 911 because these guys are very seriously hurt. Very. Well, He's we, dead. Maybe we could dial 119 instead. What guy happen? is definitely Nothing. dying. Nothing's going to happen. Um, yeah, well. FBI has found Janie E and Dougie. Yeah, well, let's check in in Las Vegas. Uh, they have found the Joneses. They have. Kids aren't too happy about it, though. Kids, uh? Kids, uh? Yeah, Wilson reports to Headley that the Joneses are here, but the kids are upset, and Headley already knows there's something amiss here. Yes, and then he just opens the door, and it's like this. He knows it's already the wrong family, so he opens this door in this manner for Wilson to be like, see, like, just mm-hmm. this asshole, like, ugh, this isn't even the right family. <laughs> you did it wrong. <laughs> this is not what we do at yeah. the FBI. Oh, <laughs> uh, and that's just a quick scene at the Las Vegas FBI. Yeah. We just know that they have made no progress on finding Dougie Jones. Zero po- progress. Um, but while we're in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Cheeto Chan- Chantel. Got some business to take care of. Cheeto Chantel. Chanto. Chanto. She uh, does some murders. Yep. And orders some Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, and 
this is Vegas, but where is this? Like, I, I think we've talked about it before, but I can't remember. I always thought this was in the Mustang, Silver Mustang. I thought this was like, like a penthouse at Lucky 7. I didn't think, you, you've said that before. I don't think it's either of those places. I think this is just another place. Just kind of like Lorraine's just place. Just another yeah. place where they work. Because every time we see these places, mm-hmm. all the only establishing shot is just Vegas. It's the skyline. Right. So I can never keep up with it, but this is where Duncan Todd is. And he asks Roger for an update on Anthony Sinclair, which they don't have. Uh, Mid-conversation, Chantel walks in and does murders. Yes. It's been another murder. She's getting a little sloppy, though. Yeah, headshots Duncan Todd. That's sound. Chest shots, Roger. Oh, it's Roger's sound. It's like, oh, my God. It's it's like just (laughs) burger meat hitting the wall. Oh, yeah. Wendy's burger meat? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, she's walking out. She's on the phone with Hutch, ordering Wendy's. And oh, I didn't kill him right. Uh, hold on, didn't kill, didn't kill him too good, Chantal. Yeah, didn't get exactly. Didn't kill him too good. So it goes back and finishes up, and uh, says one down, one to go. So That's right. It, it wasn't Roger and Duncan Todd that were the double header in Vegas. Right. Hmm. And I feel like she probably only killed Roger because he happened to be in there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He was just a witness. Yep. But she's cold. She cold. Cold as ice. Uh, it's probably cold as ice at the uh, Twin Slammer. Peaks jailhouse. Oh, boy. Uh, I did note that uh, James has put in cell eight. Mm. I don't, uh, do he and Freddie get put in the same cell? No. Okay. So, yeah, James goes in cell eight. But I think Freddie asks why they have, why they're putting James in. Mm-hmm. He didn't do nothing. <laughs> It's just like we've done. He, James has been here many times. Yeah. <laughs> also missed opportunity to not have Bobby bark at him or yeah. any interaction. I, As that, I just put him. Absolutely no acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah. That that definitely bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. I think it shows some growth on Bobby's part. Yeah. It's I mean, like, I do he, too. He's in a different place. But even if just, just one little mark. Was Bobby, was it Bobby and Hawk? I thought it was Hawk and Andy. It was definitely Bobby. It was Bobby, okay. and, Bobby and Hawk, yeah. I would have liked if, uh, so James asks about the condition of the two guys, and Hawk says, intensive care. Yeah. That would have been a good place for him to go, oof. Oof. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, But James sees Dido. Yeah. And uh, doesn't doesn't see drunk Billy man. Doesn't doesn't make any mention of Billy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the bloody Billy. Monkey hooting ensues. Yeah. Once again. And then Chad has just had enough of it. He's fed Because up. Billy starts hooting as well. Yeah. It's like Billy is just for Chad. <laughs> His own personal demon. His own personal torment, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Because the way he just repeats everything he says and just pesters him like a little brother who's just getting on your nerves, it's great. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. great. It's driving up the wall. Agreed. Uh, the next location I have is dinner. In the van? Just with yeah, Hutch, Hutch and Sh- Hutch and Chanto. Cheeto Chantel, Chanto mm-hmm. having some Wendy's in the van and a nice conversation. Yeah, what are they talking about? The the what the commandments should have been. <laughs> Government does it all the time. I guess are they just talking about just assassins? They're, they're just justifying their their work. Business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might as well be thou shalt kill. <laughs> thou show no mercy. Yeah. Forgive no one. Fuck them in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I haven't gotten to torture anybody in forever. <laughs> you poor <Just> thing. <laughs> things just haven't worked out that way. 
Jeez. You poor, poor thing. <laughs> and these are just killers being killers, eating Wendy's and talking shop. That's right. What you do. We make some serious progress in the next scene, though. Jones household. Mm-hmm. Janie E. brings Cooper a nice big slice of cake. Oh, yeah. Looks great. It does. Mm-hmm. He eventually, we he gets there <laughs> to turn on the TV. Does he turn it on? He hits yeah. The, yeah he, okay. He, well, he moves the remote to a more aesthetically pleasing location. I think I was... Eats some more cake. Typing when <laughs> then he turns made it that on. move. Yeah. Uh, he turns on the movie Sunset Boulevard, where... He moves a shaker over, too. Mm-hmm. Where a couple of characters talk about getting the team back together. Yeah. And then somebody asks for Gordon Cole. Something I know him. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Something goes off in Dougie. Yep, and he is freaking out. He turns it off, mm-hmm. and then he he pauses it. Sees the outlet. Yep, on the wall, and I guess it's done because he just has to put a fork in it. <laughs> <laughs> this outlet is done. It yep. is done. He crawls over there and makes the effort. He he really tries hard. He, uh, he tries going in tines first. That's yeah, not going to do it. not going to do it. Turn it around. Yeah. He does it. So. I, I think as a general rule, the opposite end of a fork shouldn't fit into an outlet. <laughs> yes. If there's any takeaway from this show, as far as home safety, buy silverware with wide ends. <laughs> You're going to want a real wide back end. That's right. A wheel wide one. <laughs> wheel wide. Yeah, he gets the opposite end of the fork in there and just electrocutes himself to the point that the power goes out in the house. Janie E is freaking out. Well, justifiably. Sonny Jim only has mild concern. All right. Well, uh, if we must. All right. Yeah, this is tough. Hawk gets a call mm-hmm. um, from from Margaret, um, and it's not a good good call. She's saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margaret calls Hawk and just says that she's dying. That he knows about death. It's just a change, not an end. Um, she says to remember what they used to talk about when they could speak face to face. To watch out for that one under the moon on Blue Pine Mountain. And that there is some fear in letting go. She says, my log is turning gold. That's my line of the night. Hawk. My log is turning gold. And the wind is moaning. And then with fear in her voice says, I'm dying again. Yeah. And then, good night, Hawk. Good night, Margaret. Yeah. Yeah. Then goodbye, Margaret. Goodbye, Margaret. Yeah, it's tough. And then the shot of, I guess, her house. Yeah. And the light goes out. Yeah. Yeah. Just showing Very her well light done. is extinguished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has passed. That was a very, <sighs> very nice shot. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Hawk calls everyone to the conference room. And this is where Frank has his laptop out, and he's just looking at full-screen pictures of fish. 
which is just so silly. Yeah. Well, obviously unaware. Right. What's coming in. Uh, but uh, let's see. It's Frank, Andy, Lucy, and Hawk. I think those are the only people in the room, yeah? Is it Bobby too? Is Bobby yeah. there? Okay, Bobby is there. Okay. So uh, Hawk comes well, in too. Saying that too, that's interesting. Yeah, he only invited people from the original series. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have Jesse or Maggie in the back. Right. Obviously, Chad's downstairs, but you don't have any of the new. Hey, new Chad, blo- get up here. <laughs> the new blood. Um, yeah. they, it's don't all, have, they don't have the history. Right, they don't have the history. I, li- I just, I just like that it was this, you know, intimate team that that we know from from the original show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Hawk lets everyone know that Margaret Lennerman passed that night, and. Lucy takes it yeah, kind of rough. You had some concerns about Lucy's reaction. Uh, she has a pretty visceral reaction to the news. Uh, I I don't think it's out of place because Log Lady, as they knew her, was just kind of a community staple. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone knew her. Yeah. Even if they didn't know her well, like, she was just kind of an icon that was around. She like, stole Pete's truck. She spit pitch at the double R. Spit pitch at the double R. Yep. She had tea with the boys at her house. Mm-hmm. And sugar cookies. And yeah. sugar cookies. <laughs> yeah, it was always accommodating, always hospitable. Uh, we know a lot about this character from the secret history, about just the kind of person she was. So I imagine anyone who interacted with her had some kind of takeaway. Yeah. But it's, it, it's a big moment, and I, it doesn't surprise me at all that even Lucy would have this sort of reaction. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, just being in the large, small town, you know, you just get the feeling that, especially, again, just all these original characters, it's like they've known each other forever, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like losing family. Right. And uh, so what I was going to comment on as far as cinematography is just the lighting in this room. Yeah. This. It's like this, it's th- not, there's no reason for it It's to be not attainable. Way. With the lights that are in there. Right. <laughs> Log Lady 2 is always around at just all, like, the town events. You know, like, the, in the pilot, she's there flickering the lights. The, like, in the electricity moving. In yeah. The, Who's the, the lady room? with the log? Yeah. Call, call her Log Lady. She, she was at Dougie and Lana's wedding. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, she was at big events, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. just a Like I said, community staple. Exactly, yeah. I think we needed to take a real moment. An absolutely genuine, true, real-life moment for Margaret Lennerman and, of course, Catherine Coulson. So uh, let's go back to Audrey. Let's check on her. They're still trying to freaking go to the roadhouse. Well, Charlie's ready to go. Yeah. But Audrey keeps making up excuses. You're going to make me wait here on the threshold? The threshold. I have my coat on. Audrey, you what an asshole! To go to the roadhouse. <laughs> I hate him. Just dwelling on the threshold. Threshold. You make me dwell here upon the threshold. And she keeps going off on him, but he's ready to go. Yeah. Like he's and, like and we're doing like what you want. Go, yeah. It is this moment of like, put your damn coat on. Yeah. And and go. Yeah. Like yeah. just stop talking. I don't. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, it's like she can't do she it. She can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> she can't do yeah, it. She was jumping his case so hard about, like, get your coat on, let's yeah. go. That's because she, she knew he would never do it. And then he finally does it. She just wanted to fight. She's like, well, you're, you're impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Doing what I wanted, there getting ready to you, go with you your go coat again. on. 
yeah, he, he's trying to get them out the door, and she starts saying things like, like, I finally see you. I didn't see you before, but now I see you. You're a completely different person. I... Like, all right. I thought that was interesting <laughs> when I was watching it. Like, her just saying that. I, I never saw it before, but I see it now. To that effect. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Dougie watching Sunset Boulevard. Mm. And, like, having... I don't know what the thing to make her kind of wake up would have been, but it just seemed like maybe she was starting to come around. Like that last piece yeah. fell into place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that clearly she's been under some kind of spell or something. Yeah. Like the the gears are finally moving. Right. Like she's seeing something she didn't see before. Yeah. And after this, <laughs> Charlie says, all right, coat's coming off. <laughs> So she pounces on him, <laughs> just attacks him. Yep. And even to that point of what, you know, she says about him in the last time we saw her in 13, she says she didn't feel like herself. Mm-hmm. So there's the, the difference. It was just like, now I don't see, you're, you're, you look different mm-hmm. to me. I'm different. Yeah, you're different. different. It just yeah. keeps changing. Yeah. 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 yeah she's a, just in a loop. Like if, if one thing does get set right, then something else has to get unset. Like yeah. something's got to keep her from progressing. Unset. Unset. Well, I guess maybe this will be the end of the episode. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> this is it. So let's go back to the roadhouse. Uh, a lady credited as Ruby is, Ruby is waiting for someone at a booth at the roadhouse uh, yes. before she is forcefully removed by two men. These guys can just choke on a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> These guys suck. They are terrible. Uh, real real uh, no good necks. A couple of big... Biker-looking types. Yeah. Yeah. She said, I'm waiting for somebody. Okay. And they just look at each other, and they pick her up. Yeah. Without her consent. Yeah. And set her on the ground. Yeah, she sits down crisscross applesauce in the middle of the roadhouse, which I wouldn't sit on this floor. Heck no. I definitely wouldn't crawl along this floor. (laughs) Not a chance. But she does. And as the veils perform axolotl, she crawls across the floor... And nobody notices her. No. She crawls through the crowd and then just stops and screams. And nobody still notices. Nobody's got anything for her. Roadhouse. This is the roadhouse. Yeah, this is the roadhouse. So yeah, I definitely was reminded just, I mean, not that they did what Richard did, but I just thought back to, you know, Richard in the roadhouse from early on, part five maybe, you know, just being abusive to that girl, like in mm-hmm. the booth next, next to her. It's just like, man, this is just... Not a nice place. <laughs> it's, and it's 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 not like this is a bad place for women to be because right. a, a lot of men get yeah. done dirty here too. Right. Yeah. Done dirty. Like they, men get beat up, women get abused. Men get this punched. is a bad place. Why do people come here? <laughs> for the for the music. Well, yeah, music slaps. Yeah. It's like when James asking. Yeah. <laughs> Who's playing the Roadhouse tonight? Don't know. <laughs> It's my birthday. Yeah, it's... They go for the music. The music is the draw, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, even even the bar seems nice. Like, the bar area is pretty chill. But these booths are bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right sequence over the the Dutchman's, the motel. mm -hmm. Um, And we do get another shot of the Busmy woman. And that's, that's that. It's part 15. 
I love the music over the credits here too. Like when it comes back in after her scream, it's very well done. I love, I love everything about it. Is there, is there anything like other than getting another shot of that character? Is there anything else that happens visually or something that might've been missed in that shot? Of, of like in the credits? Yeah. Because I saw in a couple of discussions, uh, people saying like part 15 taught us to absolutely pay close attention until credits roll. Mm, yeah. And I, I couldn't think of anything that I don't know other than just, no, I don't think so. Other than that character just coming up again, because mm. it's just like, what is the deal? Why are we seeing this right person again? I mean, it's one thing if you just see the, it's one thing if you just see the motel, but they're there and it's creepy. Yeah. I don't know. They're there. Part 15. Part 15. Part 15. It Three was episodes a, to go. Yeah. We're getting close. Yeah. I uh, I thought this episode was all right. Um, I could have done without the uh, Theon Weasley <laughs> mishap in the woods. Um, the boop stuff is interesting, mm-hmm. but it's more long than telling. Yeah. So... But I think the score is just going to be based on the first five minutes of the show, <laughs> of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that and the log lady. Yeah, that's true. So a good way to book in the episode because the middle is is not lacking, but it's not as meaty as. And possibly Dougie waking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. That's true. No, I, I, I enjoy this episode a lot. Um the Philip Jeffries meeting stands out a whole lot, you know, there because it's just so bizarre. But Big Ed and Norma, the wave, you know, the marry me, well, the log lady, all of that stuff is what I remember. I, when I think of part 15, I really don't ever remember the Gersten Stevens scene. I just don't think about it ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but all of the rest of that is so, so good, in my opinion. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's very good. Very, very good. And I don't know, just that the the music stands out to me too at the end at the Roadhouse, like going and especially going over the credits. I love just it's so good. It stands out as one of just I don't know. It's just it's it's just a song too where it's like just feels like we're building, you know, getting something snappy, snappy. (laughs) I don't know. It's just I I like it a lot. I do a little bit into the lyrics of this song, and they are as Twin Peaks as it gets, and they absolutely apply specifically to this episode, but to the season as a whole. There's the imagery that's evoked in these lyrics is just so applicable. Belly full of black soot. Yeah. <laughs> belly, belly. I'm belly, going belly, black tentacles. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very appropriate song. It's super good. Yeah. I got again, this is just such a great kind of taste test of really good music. Yeah. Across the board. And a moosh boost. My booze is mooshed. A moose boost. A moose boost. My boosh is amused. Just just really, really good. Like musically throughout this episode, extremely cool. Very good. Just a lot of very satisfying scenes. And I mean, it doesn't aside from Gerson and Steven, doesn't really slow down for me. Like the right. maybe the middle isn't as meaty, but there's still meat. Like there's there's still taste good. Yeah, through the whole episode. Also, I, I, I didn't really touch on it, but the one thing I 
really liked about that scene with Steven Gerson was the sound. Like the sound in that scene, listening to that on headphones is wild. Like the just the background like uh, noises and stuff. The way it was meant to be watched. <laughs> just background noises. No, I just think it's a very I, I don't know, the sound in that whole scene I, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. But I got questions for you fellas. Okay. And I hope you can help me with them. Sure. Nope. nope. Who sent Ray to kill Boop? I'm going to stand by that it's a Tulpa tea kettle. I thought you were going to say a third unnamed Philip. <laughs> like you didn't party. <laughs> a heretofore unknown Philip. <laughs> I think it is Philip Jeffries. You think he's just a liar? Calling me a liar? <laughs> Dougie, please. He has Judy's number, but doesn't have Boop's number? No, he's lying. He's got the universe's phone book. That's right. So I'm sticking with that. Did Steven kill himself? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, done deal. If it wasn't Philip Jeffries, who called Boop in part two on the phone? Look, we just covered this. (laughs) I think I just already had it in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) It was Philip Jeffries. I don't think so. Yeah, it could be he's just a liar. Like, I, I, thinking about it now, it doesn't make sense that he would have coordinates for Judy or a way to contact Judy and not a way to get a hold of Boop. Doesn't so, track. So then, well, yeah, but so he's going to be with Bob again? That's what he says in the conversation in part two. Is Philip Jeffries ever with Bob? Hmm. Makes you think. Hmm. Who is Judy? She's the waitress at Denny's or the elf that makes the really good hot chocolate. What? (laughs) All right, I am ready to step right into that room. You know which one? The Reddit room. Take me to the Reddit room. Take me. Take me. Me. Take me to the Reddit room. Boom, 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 So in the Reddit room, we go to Reddit to see what some of the initial reaction was to the original airing of the show. So, three years ago, I'm sure I'm going to say this correctly and not wrong at all. Like you always do. Arboretums. Arboretums. Said, uh, Mr. C screaming, who is Judy, is basically everyone on this sub every day. <laughs> who is Judy? That is the question. Yeah, who is Judy? Judy is a major player in this story. And I feel like there has been so little attention put on it until somebody brings it up and it's huge and then just completely brushed away again. Yeah, because we haven't heard the word Judy said, though, until, what, the last episode again with Jeffries? Right. Like, they really haven't... Judy. Judy's never been said. Judy, Judy. If... Since the monkey said it at the end of Firewalk with me. So if, if our last discussion touched on the fact that we were having Twin Peaks Avengers, Judy is our Thanos. The Mauve Avenger? Yes. It's all connected. The Mauve Avengers. <laughs> Judy is our Thanos. I feel like Judy is our, our big bad, like this... I think she's more like Ronan. So good. Such a good movie. Uh, MacFile said, I wonder what Bobby thought about putting James in jail. Given that 25 years ago, he was being put in jail while James was on the run. 
they're contemporaries too. It's got to be weird putting them away. To which Eva Katrina responded, like we all thought, yeah, wasn't even tempted to give James a little bark for old time's sake. Right? And you, could have, and you could have set it up. You could have made it work. I wanted one bark. Just one just one for old times, just a just, just a glance over oof. and a bark. One bark. Oof. Yeah. Give me give me a bark. Yeah. It, you had all the opportunity in the world. You could have set it up. And you James could just could have said again. <laughs> I wish Which, come on, man. Bobby would continued to not say anything there. But then I'm sure it's a deleted scene. Oh, he yes. goes off and calls Mike. It's like you you got to get down here. We got to park this guy. <laughs> that would have been great. It's happening. On my it way. Happening. It is happening again. <laughs> yep. It's time to get the band back together, buddy. <laughs> That's right. Everybody. <laughs> Lastly, Charbo187 says, Well, I don't even have your number, bro. I'm a kettle. <laughs> Accurate. And that's the Reddit room. If we must. And we must. Then we shall. Let I us. Sh- I shan't. Would you like to? Short. You are? I did. <laughs> we <Yeah>. have. <laughs> I'm not even going to waste any time. (laughs) (laughs) Just four and a half. Hey, that's still a really high score. It is. This is, of course, talking foreheads. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to talk my foreheads. What do we do in this segment? Uh, We rate the episode on a scale of one to five James Hurley foreheads. Ah, I remember now. Tyler rated four and a half. I did. James Hurley foreheads for the episode. I... Love it. And my score is identical. Ooh. Four and a half James Hurley foreheads. Just four and a half. Very strong scores. Yes. It's got to be a five for me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Log Lady, bigger than Norma. I mean, I can't look past it. Log Lady is immediately a five. I couldn't not rate this a five. Just five. Very emotional, very powerful for me. I've rated episodes before, even on certain scenes alone, and this mm-hmm. is this is just another one. But there are so many good scenes in this. Honestly, um, Log Lady is what cost me the half a point because there is good sads, and there are bad sads. <laughs> yeah. This is a bad sad. It is a bad sad, but it's just still such a powerful performance um, mm-hmm. from Catherine that I just, I still love that this even happened. Yes. That she did this, um, especially in that short amount of time before she she did pass away mm-hmm. in real life. Yes, and I still don't know how she did it. Like I don't know how she pulled that off. No, she she committed and made it happen for us. Yeah, like this. It, it was a goodbye to the viewers too. Yep, like and fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, goodbye to the series. Goodbye to people, and yeah. the parallel with her actual life is what. Yeah what adds so much gravity to that performance in that scene. That's talking foreheads, babe. So what did we miss? A lot. I'm sure we missed, I'm sure we missed a lot. I'm sure there are a lot of details that we either didn't catch or didn't touch on. Uh, Reach out to us and let us know your thoughts at talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us, look at us, DM us, slide into our DMs, do whatever you want to do. I don't care. Do it at talkingbackwardspod on Instagram. Patrick. Twitter. 
Talking Backward is the at to add us. Tyler? Anchor. .fm slash Talking Backwards and Patreon.com slash Talking Backwards if you'd like to support us, support the show, get some cool rewards. There's so much to see and do at Patreon.com slash Talking Backwards. Get yourself an Egg Devler shout out. Just like this. Hello, everybody. This is the Egg Devler here with my very own golden shovel to shovel myself out of the shit and give a special shout out in the process. Today's shout out goes to Jamie Monroe. Jamie, thank you so much for the support. It means the world to us, and I know this shout-out is absolutely making your entire life, and that's the whole reason I do this. So, Jamie, go tell all of your friends or friend or a lot of friends. I don't know how many friends you have. Go tell them to support us so they can get their very own shout-outs from me, the Egg Deviler. And all they have to do is head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. Thank you all so much for listening. This was a great episode. Please tune in next time where we might have some very special ladies on. No promises, but we'll see. Who knows? I'm the Egg Deviler. Man, that person was super lucky to hear from they you. They were. They paid for it. <laughs> and you could get one, too, by giving me $2,000. Be like other people. <laughs> Be like that one. And have the things they have. Uh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah. If you are a Patreon supporter, it. thank you so much. We yeah. love it. We love you. Couldn't do it without you. This show uh, exists because of your support. So thank you all so much. We love you from the bottom of our hearts. And we will see you, hear from you, talk to you next episode. Part 16. Yes. You going to be there? I'll be there. You going to be there? I'm going to be there. I'll see you all there. Come with. Bye, everybody. Bye.